Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast, season two, episode five. Season two's theme is... Surprise! Our 2021 year in review. And episode five is our 18 best experiences of 2021. On September 27, 1777, this Pennsylvania city served as the U.S.'s capital for just one day. I saw you on my way through. Okay, do you have any idea what this is? I mean, it's Philadelphia, right? No, That's Philadelphia okay. did serve as the U.S.'s but capital. more than one day. Much longer than one day. Okay. I should have looked up how long, but a significant amount of time. Okay. This Pennsylvania city, yeah, one day, September 27th, 1770. Seven. Okay, is it a suburb of Philadelphia or just no, somewhere completely uh, different? No, it is not a suburb of Philadelphia. I will say it is within an hour and a half of Philadelphia. Gettysburg. No. Harrisburg. No, but you're getting closer. You're in the okay, right region. I, I mean, I don't know. Lank oh, City, Lancaster. baby. Lancaster, Pennsylvania, okay. September 27th, 1777. And what was the reason? Served as U.S. capitals for one. They, they, they moved the capital... I believe, oh man, again, I looked this up, and but it's like seven days ago, so kid brain, I already forget it. I think that only works for moms. Okay. Uh, <laughs> mom brain? Can I use that? Um, it, uh, it was in Philadelphia, but there was something, they had to move it, I... I'm not, just go look it up. I don't know. I should have <laughs> okay. it, it was, I believe it was moved from Philadelphia to Lancaster um, for one day because they were worried about about something about the the troops coming to take it and taking over Philadelphia or something like that, and okay. I guess Lancaster was close enough that they could move it there. Uh, but yeah, one day, one day. And the Philly facts, you know, or the Pennsylvania facts, rather, they they don't have anything to do with, you know, well, our we, best experiences in general. Unless you're saying that, like our best experience are you, are was our exodus me? from Pennsylvania. Well, no, you're. I wanted to go with the theme because uh-huh. this season, you know, and there's five episodes mm-hmm. and I wanted to tie them all around Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. because, you know, we moved from there and I have a lot of love for that place. I grew up there. Obviously, it'll always be our, our home, uh, our hometowns. Um, so I just tried to find really cool facts about that state and or the city of Philadelphia mm-hmm. that then related to the episode. So obviously the one about Yingling. I just gave it away if you haven't listened to episode four yet. But, you know, that was about drinks. This one was like one day. Okay, well, we're talking about our best experiences of 2021. So it might not be one day, but it's like a moment, right? And it's it. Okay, Uh, you tied that together. I was just wondering because it seems a little obscure to use as a fact for your best experiences. But now that you've walked me through it. That was Lancaster City's best experience in its its entirety was the fact that it was the capital. (laughs) of the u.s for one day um all right i have nine uh, i have nine mm-hmm. in my best experiences and we'll count down to number one so we're, mm-hmm. we're holding ourselves to that we have to rank them but you said you had an honorable mention and i 
don't. Okay. So, uh, you give us give it to us. Yeah. Well, I just I want to start with saying you know that 2021, while many had high hopes for after 2020, it it went along in this in a similar vein, right? As 2022 years of this pandemic and. I think a lot of people struggled with that. Um, I struggled with it at some point. And even when we were moving from Pennsylvania to North Carolina, we arrived to North Carolina, I believe it was August 3rd, and it was a bit of a stressful week. We were moving we bought the we we closed on our bungalow so then we were staying there it was pouring rain we're trying to unload a u-haul we're trying to you know organize things move stuff out of the bungalows move stuff into the bungalows then one of the um, contractors that we were thinking of using ended up having covid so then i was stressed about covid and then all of this happened uh when it was hattie's birthday her birthday was august 10th and here it was we're not in our house. We're staying all crammed up in this bungalow. Um, and I was like, how am I going to make this day special? And I mean, Hattie won't really remember it. She's only turning two. But I don't want it to just be this wash of a birthday. I want to create this special moment for her and for us as a family. And so I was just feeling a little bit discouraged. But the reason why it was the best experience is because of our friends and our our two friends I'm going to shout out to here, Amy, um, who was staying with us, came down from Pennsylvania to North Carolina. She stayed in one of the bungalows with her two girls and having them there for Hattie's birthday made it feel like a celebration. They were so sweet. They bought her a present. You know, we hung out. And then my friend Sarah, who has this side hustle, does these balloons, like balloon arches and stuff. And I was like, Sarah, what should I do for Hattie's birthday? She's like, I'll make I'll make a balloon arch for you. And she just whipped this one up in, in colors that I would never choose, but were so festive and so fun. And I loved it so much that we did have this great experience for Hattie and for us as a family. And with Amy and her two daughters, we went and we did fireworks on, or not fireworks, but sparklers on the beach That's because right. the previous owners of the cottages, the Smiths, had left a little party drawer just for the kids, and there were sparklers there. So all of these things, like I didn't have the bandwidth to plan her party, and just our friends and even the previous owners of the cottages had a special moment in Hattie's birthday, and all of those things working together. You know, it was really special for me. Your husband baked an oh, Atlantic, the Atlantic beach pie, pie the Atlantic two of them with no yep. oven. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for that, Trev. Um, You're also a part of the I, I want to say like an honorable mention, not not because it's not as important as the ones that will come on this list, but because it was a longer time period, was getting to spend some amazing time with our friend Amy and her two daughters. They uh, live over in Africa, so we don't get to see them that often. But they came home and we... During this whole period of us packing up our house and then coming and moving down to North Carolina, they were with us for a, almost maybe a whole month, yeah. at least three weeks of this whole time. And it made it infinitely more enjoyable because even though we were stressed out and there was a lot going on, like having another person there that you enjoy being around and their her two daughters are awesome with our kids and we get to play with them and they're a joy to be around. It just... Uh, it took some tension out of it because I think otherwise Heather and I could have been more snippy with each other. I'm sure Amy was like, oh, you already were snippy <laughs> with each other. But um, it, it was awesome to have them around for a whole month and unexpected because we didn't know they were coming back and then they came back. They needed a place to stay for that month. Um, and it just it just worked out really, really well. So yeah, having we talked about the fact that we love having people around and you know, in our uh, the first 
episode of the season, we talked about how often people are at our house and, and we enjoy that. And so that was a nice, in a, in the most chaotic month that we've probably ever had, having someone else around every step of the way to help out, but also just to be there and kind of be like, all right, it'll be okay. It was really, really nice. So yeah, yeah I mean, an honorable mention, but it was a really good memory for me. For sure. All right. Your number nine. <laughs> My number nine, I guess, just piggybacks onto that one. And I, I'm looking at it right now forgetting this was my number nine otherwise I would have tried to segue this in a little bit better but it's all the family visits we had to the beach house family and friends because you know we have this beautiful home right on the ocean which we have to pinch ourselves sometimes to even like make sure because it's such a dream of ours to be able to live on the ocean and so for us it's also such a joy to be able to share that with our family and friends that they can come and share this experience with us. And we had a lot of people here. We talked all about that in our first um, episode of this series. But again, having Amy here, having my sisters down, Trav's parents, my brother and his wife and, and their girls, and you know our friends from Austria were here for a little bit. And even um, the last week of the new of of 2021, we had two of our couples, um, college friends come and spend about five or six days yeah and it was perfect weather it was like yeah. 73 and oh sunny crazy weather for like for four the or end five of days straight and uh they were like oh it's always like this like yep 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 come on move down here <laughs> um, not always but, but it was a lot of it was time. great i agree um my number nine was january 2nd of so we're recording this on january 3rd okay um just so you guys know and january 2nd of last year heather and i did a date night that was a staycation um <laughs> we had you know we were up in philadelphia it was cold it was dreary we were tired we couldn't even eat inside anywhere we, up we there couldn't eat inside anywhere we we had our um we had like a free hotel night. We had to use it or lose it. We we're like, should we go down to the city in Philadelphia and go out? But you couldn't really go out. No, and just everything was closed, closed, closed. We just decided to get a hotel off a of ramp, like off in King the, of Prussia, in King of Prussia, off the highway that we had never been to, and it was like ten minutes from our house. And we like use that hotel. The indoor night. pool was closed because of COVID. Like literally, just nothing was available except. Yeah. The room. <laughs> yep. And so we just went and we did a stay a staycation for a night. And the next day we took time to do our like yearly planning for, for what we wanted out of the year. And, you know, even just having four or five hours, I don't even know if it took that long to talk about it and, and not have kids running around and, um, and all that kind of stuff was really awesome. And some, a lot of the stuff that we set in motion during that day, exactly one year ago, January 3rd, um, came to fruition and some of it came to fruition really fast. And one thing that I remember you said, one of my biggest goals is to uh, be featured in in a magazine, um, you know, with the design that we do and things like that. And little did we know that, you know, two weeks later, Condé Nast would name this the number one beach Airbnb in the United States. Well, one of the top. One of the top 14, <laughs> but they use this as a cover photo. They so sure it's like, did. well, okay, here you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just fun and it was cool to do it, and I'd love to make it a tradition. Now we didn't do it last night, uh, you know, but maybe we make this a January 2nd tradition moving forward where we go and just have like a little staycation somewhere. Uh, someone watches the kids, you know, rolls into my birthday and all is good. 
Yeah, that would be awesome. Maybe we'll have to do it in Costa Rica this year instead, um, since we'll be there with some family and they can, you know, take the kids for a little bit. That's the important (laughs) part, having someone who can take the kids. All right, you're number eight. It is the spontaneous trip that we took to New Hampshire for a family wedding. Okay, this is my number seven. Okay, yeah. I mean, it was just fun. We we kept deliberating back and forth. Should we go? Should we not go? You know, we just moved to North Carolina. We're trying to set up renovations on these bungalows that we purchased. It was a very hectic time. And we had actually decided not to yes. go. Yeah. And the day before, your your aunt, uh, who like contacts like if you still want like i know you said you couldn't come i know your stuff has been crazy i know trav has his camp uh coming up i know you just moved there all this stuff but like if you if you want to come just let us know we've got a spot for you we just looked at each other like let's try to find flights and we found flights and we flew out the next day yeah and you know again stressful times with covid i was a little bit worried about that um but i think at that time of the year the cases were low a lot of people were vaccinated so we just decided to it was go an outdoor for wedding an outdoor wedding and somebody actually put on instagram they were like oh this is making me so nervous that last minute you would decide to go to a wedding wouldn't you have to let them know before that that's really like inconvenient and it was it was a very informal but beautiful wedding you know at the bride's mother's house outdoor like on a farm so it was very very casual we did not crash the wedding no, whoever we that was we were invited it was <laughs> by the people who were putting it, it was on. perfectly acceptable i mean well not our first choice obviously we sh- you know but we decided at the last minute to go and and it was wait the, what do you mean was not our first choice it was not our first choice to be like oh the two days before right, hey right. here we come i just wanted like, you to clarify that yes sorry i don't know i think going to the wedding wasn't our first choice no we had wanted to go but yes i would not want to have a last minute rsvp but just because of the circumstances that's the way that it happened and it was not a big deal and it was just so fun to see family that we hadn't seen in over a year um to be able to spend time with my mom who lives in new hampshire and a lot of you know just a lot of friends and family up there so it was great I'm with you. My number eight is taking surfing lessons with um, Elias in uh, in Tamarindo in mm-hmm. Costa Rica. We mentioned this above. He was one of the favorite people that we've met this year. He's an mm-hmm. awesome guy. Uh, if you go to Tamarindo, look it up. Salt um, is the name of his company. Surf as Life Therapy. So Salt. Um, we did. You did a few lessons with him. I did seven or eight. Some of those we did together. My favorite memories are the ones that we got to do together. I think we did two two joint lessons. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we needed people to watch the kids. So when my parents were there, I think they did once. I think we had a uh, babysitter the other time, something like that. But it was cool to get out there, do surf lessons with you, watch Mm -hmm. you enjoy it, watch you get up on your first wave, you know, listen to him um, teach you so that I could help at some point. Then obviously, I'm just a beginner too. So then he was coming and helping me. It's just, it's great. I mean, I love, 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 love surfing. And I love paying people who have an expertise to help us get better at something much faster than we could do on our own. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's one of the biggest changes I've made in my life in the last five, six, seven years, like paying for coaching or just mentorship or lessons, whatever it is, whether it be, you know, a physical skill relay like surfing, whether it be business coaching, whether it be um, um, anything, you know, uh, helping people, uh, people who are experts in, in parenting, you know, all this stuff. I just really enjoy spending our money in that arena of of getting better at a part of life that we want to get better at and learning from an expert and Elias is certainly an expert at that he's awesome um so yeah it was 
it was great. So that was my number eight um, as far as my my best memories of 2021. Your number seven. It was the day that we walked back into this beach house after renting it out for what felt like most of the year at this point, um, which was August 21st. And really, from January 1st to August 21st, we probably only had 45 nights in this house because we were in Costa Rica for a very long time. We came back like April 1st or something, then May 10th, Netflix rented it, and then we rented it for the summer. So it was... It, we, oh. it, was, a, a long, it was a long time. Stressful, hectic first eight months of the year, really Really, from March onwards, yeah. when we got back from Costa Rica, it was it was pretty go go go, and uh, I'm with you. I didn't have that on my list, but I remember walking in this house. It was so clean, so clean, perfect. And I just laid down on the floor, thinking, "Yes, <laughs> we're home." We're and we're home. really home. We were really home because you know we had we had moved from Philadelphia with all of our stuff, and we had been staying at the cottages. So to finally get back into this house, it was like, okay, now this is. This is our one and true only home right now because we've sold everything else um, in Philadelphia. So yeah, it made us, it made me, and I know you too, um, super grateful for having this place. Obviously, when we bought it last August, we were happy for it. We loved it. We thought, oh my gosh, we're really blessed. We didn't think we'd be able to have a house on the on the ocean, and that you know, and we we loved it then. But then being away from it and coming back to it, it. Yeah, it was the first time we really knew this is going to be our home for a long time, and we we're super grateful for it. So I'm with you. Uh, that was an amazing experience. My number seven was the wedding, so we talked about that mm -hmm. going up to New Hampshire uh, last minute to find to do a wedding. Fun to do something spontaneous, even with kids. You know, we were like, okay, whatever. Even it, with a canceled flight, rebooked the next morning. Yeah, I mean, know? it just, whatever. It, it was still fun. It was great. It was a great wedding, and um, it's it's fun to do that. Again, even though we are starting to trend towards more slow travel, more planned out travel, more longer term travel, stuff like that, there is definitely still a place for fun, spontaneous trips. And that was fun, spontaneous, and uh, worked out really well. So that was my yeah. number seven. Awesome. Your number six. So this was a day that we had in Phoenixville, which is where our previous home was located. And I'm guessing it's not moving day. No, it's not I'm guessing not it's not me day. calling a oh million U-Hauls trying to find a U-Haul. No. This was the farewell brunch that we had. And it, it not all of our friends were able to come, you know, because it wasn't planned out months in advance. Um, but it was a good chunk of our, our friends and family in Philadelphia. One last time, little party at our our home in Phoenixville, where we cooked up a big brunch, which is something Trav really likes to do on the griddle, and had everybody there and just felt like this awesome time because, you know, with the vaccinations rolling out, everybody there just felt like great because we were all vaccinated and it was like, yes, we can finally hang out and see everybody again. I mean, I feel like it had been a year since we'd seen some of these well, people. It, had a, it probably had been a year yeah. for some of those people. Yeah. yeah. So that was just a really special time and be able to celebrate because we did have a lot of get togethers at that home. And, you know, that was the last one. Well, so, shebang. yeah, that was a special memory. Yeah. For me. It's always nice to have, to bring people together, especially people that, you know, we had been in that house 14 years um, who had been there and, and oh, didn't even live there. 
before too and had even lived there. Yeah, and had lived there and kind of allow <laughs> everyone else to go through the house and recount some of the memories, whether they lived there or just spent some time there with us, uh, recount some of the memories that everyone has had in that house. I mean, 14 years is a long time, especially when it's 14 years from, you know, basically when we were like early 20s through to late 30s, there's a lot of change mm-hmm. that happens in your life during that time. And so some of the memories are like, can, we, can you believe we're 23 and this is what we were doing and thinking yeah, well, at because that point? When, and- we, when you bought the house, we were together, but we didn't buy it together because we weren't engaged or anything yet. But you lived there with your sister and and two other and two friends, friends and then school. another friend ended up you know, moving when somebody else moved out. So there were a couple couple friends who lived in that house for about two years yeah um as so, well like everyone they went up saw their old <laughs> rooms you know one last time and it was uh yeah it was a, it was a bittersweet moment of course because there was a lot of memories made there but i think that's the beauty of memories is that they happen in a place but when mm. that place is gone or or it's not yours anymore the memories don't go away they're still there yeah. and um i'm just grateful for that that was a really yeah, again, I didn't think of that and it wasn't on my list, but that's a, it's nice that you brought that up because I, I agree with that. Um, my number six is taking the streetcar and walking around New Orleans okay. uh, during Bigger Pockets conference that I got invited to. So one of the nights um, I met up with a few people who were new friends and at this conference and I was like, do you want to go on a, to a great restaurant? It's called Shia. And uh, we mentioned that in the, in the Best Meals podcast and they're like, Sure. And it was like a very long walk. We were in the French Quarter, and it was—it's all the way in the gar- uh, in the Garden District. So I was like, "Well, we could walk." It was a night, a really perfect, one of those perfect New Orleans nights that that's super comfortable. And um, we started walking, and then we realized we weren't going to make it in time if we walked the whole three and a half miles. So we, I mean, not, none of us had done the streetcar, so we hopped on the streetcar. So we got to do mm-hmm. that, and the Garden District is just incredible to walk around. And so after dinner, you know, we had this really nice dinner with, with these new friends. After dinner, we were like, well, let's just walk back towards the hotels. And when we get tired of walking, we'll just get an Uber. And so we did. We walked probably a mile and a half, two miles. And eventually, like, eh, whatever. Like, that's cool. Let's get an Uber. And we got an Uber. And it was just, I, I've i had two different moments, one with you and then one this time, where just walk around New Orleans, the weather's so perfect that you're like man i wish i could bottle this you know little breeze blowing not too hot not too cold um and you and i was walking around the garden district as well and you just think this is but in april or may yeah Yeah. and this time in the off season a little bit yeah we were in april and then this time it was what end of september beginning of october beginning of october so um yeah i don't think i'd really love it as much when it's hot and sticky in august but yeah it's great and both times we went to shia so. Yeah, such a good spot. Yep. Such a good spot. All right, you're number five. My number five is a skill that I learned last year in 2021. Um, yeah, well, you talked about surfing. And while I do like surfing, it's very hard. It, uh, so I don't have a lot of motivation to get out there and do it on my own. But what I do really like is stand-up paddleboarding. And 2021 is the first time in my whole life I've ever been on a stand-up paddleboard. I mean, I think I sat on one when I was pregnant with Wit when we were out in Oregon on the river there. And you got up on one or something. But I, you know, I didn't actually stand on it because I was pregnant, like very heavily pregnant. Anyway, 
All of that to say that on Lake Winnipesaukee this summer, we stayed at a place that had paddleboards just right there at the hotel, at the inn. So it was very convenient. You just walked down, took them out of the little boathouse, got up on them and went out on the lake. And the first couple, but the first time I did it, I was pretty nervous and I kept falling off and it didn't take long to really acquire the skill. It's not super difficult but it is a little bit different like it's a different feeling than I've ever had before on like standing up on this board because when you're surfing it's very different however once you figure out how to do it it's just so much easier than surfing and um I just really loved it and I tried to go out as much as I could after I figured out how to do it and then the one night in particular that I'm thinking of my sister and her wife came um, to have dinner with us at the lake and we grilled right next to the lake there because the hotel had like a little grilling area and Nancy my sister-in-law had never I don't think she'd ever been up on a, on a stand-up paddleboard either and I was like hey I'll go out with you like we can go out and she got up right away and we paddled out almost to the middle of where like, yeah, like our section of the, the lake I which then I felt like, you guys can make it bad back? like that I had taken her out so far but she just popped up and was just going so easily and the sun was setting and it was just the most beautiful night and it was gorgeous just like how the lake was very calm you know because sometimes with all the boats in this in the height of summer it can be really choppy and just it was beautiful so that that experience paddleboarding and like learning it and just really I love it now another thing that made that special was the fact that we were in at like Winnipesaukee for I think nine days total (laughs) eight or nine days and almost every day it was pouring rain and super cold so the fact that it wasn't Uh again it makes you appreciate those moments that you have when it when it is nice you're like let's go make the best of it yeah I should also mention when you mentioned stand-up paddle when I started laughing because one yeah. of maybe the low lights, and this is not yeah. your fault at all, yeah. uh, when you went to take a stand-up paddleboard out in the ocean, which is much more difficult, yes. um, a, a rogue wave came, knocked the board out, it smacked you right in the face, and you end up with two black eyes. Yeah, that that was a very low point. But on the flip side of that, you know, because I, I, it lo- I looked like I, somebody had beat the crap out of me, and it was this paddleboard in the ocean. And, um, you know, it was a silly mistake, And what the good part of that is, like I said, on the flip side, is that I then went back out on a calm day and got up on the ocean, which is way harder, obviously, than the lake. And conquered not I don't I don't know if this is you would say conquered a fear or just said, like, I'm not all right, this this beat me up and I'm but I'm going to go do it. I'm not going to give up. Yeah, I'm not a person who likes to give up. So I, I wasn't necessarily afraid, but I was nervous for sure to go out on the ocean after it had just like conked me in the face. It wasn't the same day I waited until I had healed. And, um, you know, you have to have the right conditions to go out on the paddleboard until you're probably, I mean, people paddleboard out here on the ocean, like, like surfing, like they, they get up out there in the board and they ride the the surf, the paddleboard in the surf, which is very cool. And I'm not doing anything like that yet, but, um, it's definitely a really fun skill and I like it better than surfing because it's just easier. You could just like pop up and you don't have to read the waves and time it perfectly. It's just, yeah. Sur- supping surfing is, awesome. is so hard. <laughs> supping is awesome. Um, my number five is Memorial day weekend. And we mentioned this in the best desserts one. We went, uh, kind of last minute, we, we knew we wanted to go to Charleston. Mm-hmm. We also mentioned this when we talked about our accommodations. We decided to go to Charleston last minute and our house was rent out by Netflix, blah, 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 all this stuff. And so we had a friend in in Charleston, Bo, 
and we had never met his his wife Allison or any of his kids because we hadn't seen him in you know a couple of years and we've been always saying all right now that we're in North Carolina like you should come up or we should go down and finally it just worked and he said well we're going to be doing Memorial Day at our house I'm going to have a you know my family over they live close this and that you, you should come out. And so we ended up getting to spend a couple days with them, went to his house for Memorial Day weekend. It was just kicked back. It was, you know, it made us appreciate because, you know, a lot of people we haven't seen in the last year and a half, two years because of the pandemic. So even small gatherings where you're just hanging out, cooking a little bit of food, mm-hmm. eating seven day old cheesecakes, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it just makes it fun and we went to like a water park they showed us a water park and Which we went to the beach probably how you got the stomach bug 24 hours later oh yeah i didn't I've never <laughs> even made that connection uh we also went to i the, definitely said that to you before okay. but maybe you were in the stomach bug haze yeah we also didn't. went to the beach went to folly beach they showed us around there Very so it was cool. just like it was a nice little trip up until the pack that the time when we went to Charleston, like downtown and I got the stomach bug, but yes, uh, it was just cool. It was like meeting someone we hadn't, or hadn't got to see for a while. Nothing crazy, nothing mm-hmm. intense, but in a new place. It just, yeah, it's one of those like memories of 2021 where you say, okay, a normal year, you might take this for granted, but these years we don't. And yeah. this year we didn't. So, um, for sure. My number, uh, your number four, Mm -hmm. we're getting close. We're getting close. My number four is also at Lake Winnipesaukee. And it was the first few days that we were there when it was actually sunny. And we were so excited to see my mom because I don't think we'd seen her since Christmas. And it was now the middle of July. So that's a long time for for us usually we see her a little more frequently than that but because we were in Costa Rica you know just the way that our year had gone so when we got up there I know my mom was so excited I was excited the kids were excited my mom came to the hotel with freshly baked muffins for the kids and my mom makes the best muffins of like any anywhere any any bakery I feel so She's just kind of known for her muffin. She comes, they're still piping hot in a little cute basket with plates for the kids. And we just had those muffins at the hotel. Then we went out and played at the lake and it was just really perfect. And again, such a, a simple moment, but that I remember as being like just feeling so happy and and grateful to experience that. It doesn't have to be exotic to be special and to be one of the best experiences. And sometimes it's, in fact, yeah, the more simple, the more quote unquote normal that when you look back over the year, you say, I'm, I'm glad to have that because mm-hmm. I think we can all get caught in this go, go, go mindset, especially, especially, you know, when we're not in a pandemic and we are, it is easier to go, go, go and continue to push and, and um, stuff is more open. Um, my number four is a more exotic one, um, and that is the drive down to Nosara. So okay, we this is about, also on mine. Okay, uh, so it's we want my number two. Yeah, let's not get into it now. Then let's wait for your number two to get down into this drive down to Nosara um, from Tamarindo because that was a that was a special part of that trip mm-hmm. for sure because we had spent so much time in Tamarindo and it was awesome to be able to walk mm-hmm. to everything, but it was nice to get a car and get out and explore a little bit as well. Yeah. So then your number three. My three, my top three, are all in Costa Rica. So I'll just put that out there right now. My number three, because all the 
all three could be one. I'm pulling a Travis. Ah, where it could be one A, one B, one C. I've never done that before. One C thing. Okay. I've never done that before. Get your one C. Um, my one C was this very specific day, and even it was just the afternoon where our friends told us that there is a small little island off the coast of Tamarindo. And it's not even habitable. It's like tiny. It's a small little, and then, you know, you have to go when the tide is out. Otherwise there's less island to explore, right? That's, I, I think it's when the tide is out. You just have to go when the tide allows you to come back from the island to the mainland because if the tide, it's just hard to get back from the island if the tide is going a certain way. So anyway, we took wit on this and we took what they call a Hawaiian boat. It is like the boats they have in Hawaii where there it's a rowing canoe and then it has like it's a Hawaiian boat. Yeah, I mean, it has the other it side yeah. to it. I forget it, not the rudder. I I'm blanking. It's not a rudder, but it's like a little almost like a surfboard kind of on the side. Yep. Anyway, it's called a Hawaiian boat and we were so excited to take wit and we also took his his little buddy Pedro with us and it was just me and did you not end up coming? No, it was I was there. Oh, was you were you, there. Me, my mom, Wit, and Pedro. Yes, and it, Hattie. Yes, no, Hattie did not come. Okay, so two little boys, three adults, and then okay. the leader. Yes, of the, the boat. guide, the guide, and you know he, this is why it was so special because Wit was afraid. Like I don't think he knew what it was really that we were going to do, and then when he saw this little boat, and he. I don't know why he was so afraid of the little boat as opposed to like maybe he thought we were going on a speedboat or a large boat, but he didn't want to do it. And I, I thought we were going to have to leave him behind with, with Trav's dad because he was so upset and not wanting to do it. But then finally, once we got on the boat and we were rowing out, and we were just encouraging him that it was going to be fun and that it was safe and he was going to be fine. You know, it's not a long row. It's like 30 minutes to the little island. By the time we got there, he was excited and he was fine. He adventured all over the island, picked up all these seashells and rocks like a little adventurer. And because he had also just learned to swim, he then actually snorkeled for the first time. Like he's in his little life jacket with his head under the water, with his goggles on. And I mean, we had to pull him away from snorkeling and he was only three. And I just, it was such a cool moment for me as, as a parent to experience all those ranges of emotions with him being scared to then being excited to then just really him enjoying it so much that he doesn't even want the experience to end. Yeah. He kept asking us after that, after we came back, cause you know, it was half hour paddle out 20 minute paddle back. We we're probably on the Island for half hour, 45 minutes. And so when we got back in, he kept saying, well, are we going again? When are we going again? <laughs> we said, no, 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 that's it. We're doing it one time, you know? And, uh, he would ask about it every day. Like, when are we going on the yeah, boat? When are we really going on the boat? It. Um, it was also cool to see how kids interact with each other because Pedro, his little buddy, had been on the boat before with his family a couple days before. And so Wit was scared, but Pedro, even though Pedro speaks Spanish, Wit speaks English, <laughs> kept like encouraging him, like, you know, not saying it in English, but basically saying like, let's go on the boat, let's go on the boat, like the mm -hmm. boat's fun, the boat's fun. And, uh, you know, you could see Whitby having trepidation. And then once he got on and they were, you know, out there like paddling together and, and running around together, it was it was a good time. So I'm, I'm with you. Um, my number three, bring it back to the simple, normal, just stress-free days. It was Thanksgiving Day for me of this wow, year. Wow, okay. And so I'll give you the how it worked. I woke up. It was like 6 a.m., 
And I went out on the beach and I went for a run on the beach and the sun was coming up and I just thought, okay, it was great weather. Went for a run up to the end of the beach here, came back, you know, started the day that way. Was thankful that it was that it was nice weather. And also, we usually have really big parties for Thanksgiving with your family, which I love and are always super fun. And which fun. is probably happening next year. So and which is probably yourself. and which is probably happening next year, which is great. That's its own <clears throat> type of experience. But we knew this time it was just gonna be us and our friends Sarah and Craig and and their son Sam. And so it was weird and enjoyable to have a Thanksgiving where you could just do the thing. So for example, run on the beach, came back in. I was making the turkey. All right, so I got the turkey ready, put it in, put it in the oven for whatever, three, four hours, had some time. My buddy Craig, who was coming over later, was like, hey, you know, I'm going to bring some stuff over for Thanksgiving. We went out, we surfed for an hour and a half, like came back in, he went home, I relaxed, you and I hung out, watched TV with the kids, then they came back over, we had a nice dinner, they brought some food, they cooked some food, we cooked some food, we had some dessert, we had some drinks, they helped clean up. 9 p.m., the night was over, and that was that. And it was like, wow, this is, this was everything that I would want in a day. You know, getting outside, hanging out with friends. Nothing was stressful. Nothing was chaotic. And it was just a really, really enjoyable day. Yeah, I will second that. It was lovely. All right, you're number two. Oh, excuse me. You're number one B. <laughs> I'm number one B. And also you're number four, which is the road trip to Nosara, which is another little beach village town city in costa rica about two or well it takes four hours to drive i guess three to four hours to drive um from tamarindo which is where we stayed the majority of the time and we drove down to nosara and it was really fun because the drive itself is kind of you're not along the coast for the whole time of it because you're going through jungles and on dirt roads and stuff, but there are a couple of beaches that you can stop at if you make a point to. And and some are completely desolate. I remember the first one we we stopped at. We go through this little town and we see a sign for for the playa. You know, and we're like, well, let's just try to find the beach here. And we go over. We're going back these tiny little roads, and we get there, and it's this beautiful stretch of black sand. Yeah, you're talking about Marbella, Mar Marbella. Um, I is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful stretch Marbella. Yeah. Okay. I know. It's also in Spain. Yeah, beautiful stretch of black sand. But it's also this beach in Costa Rica. And no one is there. I mean, not a single soul. I think we saw another people camping. Like there was an actual tent. People were camping there. One group of people. One group on the (laughs) completely opposite side of the beach. Yes. Very desolate. Oh, sorry. But there was a tent. There was a tent. Um, I didn't see a tent. But. Anyway, yes, it was this gorgeous beach, black sand, and big rocks that the kids were racing around, and just so beautiful, so gorgeous. And then when we actually got to Nosara, that in and of itself, such a cool little town carved out of the cliffs, essentially. Like it's jungles, cliffs, ocean. And we stayed at the Nosara Beach Hotel, which was one of my favorite accommodations. It was my favorite accommodation of 2021. Just this very, very eclectic, cool, newly renovated hotel, boutique hotel right on the cliffs. You have the ocean views and the jungle views and just such an awesome time. We went to a great restaurant, then we spent the night, then the next day we explored the town a little bit, drove around. Of course, Trav was like, oh, let's look at these 
real estate houses outside of town. You know, like we were just driving around, but we were just exploring again. It was it super was so fun cool. to explore and the drive down there specifically. We hadn't, we didn't know what to expect. And there's so many towns. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not even really towns or like there's one convenience store and there's some how a few houses and then there's a beach and you know, you could have made stops at any of the maybe 12 or 15 on the way down there and we just picked some um we went and there was like a hotel for sale so i'm like we got to find this hotel called the azul ocean club so we're like getting off the main road and by the main road i mean like a dirt road that's big enough for maybe two cars and then getting on roads that are big enough for like one car and just finding these funky places cut out of the jungle on the beach and thinking man, these spots are not seen by that many people and yet they're gorgeous. So it's it's interesting and, and really fun in Costa Rica and, and a lot of that region, how Tamarindo can be fairly built up now and touristy, but you get, you know, not that far away from there and you can find your own deserted beaches really, really, really quickly. And then you think, oh man, I should live here. And then you think, wait a second, there's <laughs> absolutely nothing here. Is there even water here? Probably not. So it it's just rugged and rustic and, and yeah, like safe to explore, but you feel like you're, yeah. Well, like you feel like you're, an, yeah, like you're an adventurer again, which is what we've always loved about travel is ha- having these new experiences and going off the beaten path and, you know, all of 2020 that didn't happen because we didn't take any international trips. So to have that experience, which is, which is also my number one, essentially. But I'll let whoa, you go whoa, to whoa, your number. On, y'all, let you go to your number two first. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna pull a Heather here. One yeah. A and one B because okay. these are hard to separate. All right. So you had your one A, B, and C. So your top three were all tied. My top two are tied. Uh, you could cut it any different way. They're different experiences, both equally amazing. Um, sunset surf sessions uh, in Tamarindo. So Tamarindo has some of the most beautiful sunsets around. They, the sun sets exactly the same time every year, which I, or every day, which I still don't completely understand because it's not on the equator. So I don't know why it happens, but 737, you're getting sunset. And, um, I would just go out and surf and, you know, it's a little tide dependent in Tamarindo when the good waves are, but I didn't, you know, I'm not good enough to care all the time. So I, sometimes I would just go out and die. I don't care if these aren't good waves and going out and specifically one, I, I mean, this happened you know, I was probably out there 20 different nights for the sunset um, because even if I wasn't catching that many waves, I was just sitting out on a board watching the sunset over the ocean and everyone's out on the beach watching the sunset. And uh, But specifically one time I went and I, I got this board to demo and it was me and the two of our Argentinian friends, Honas, who's 15, and Santos, who's 11, and no one else was out surfing because the waves weren't that great. Who cared? I wanted to try this board. And we just went out there and we were paddling around, you know, catching a few waves. And we stayed out till, you know, till after the sunset and it was dusk. And, you know, it was just awesome. Like they were so joyous and I was so joyous and we were laughing and, you know, getting crunched by waves and running around and there was no one else out there. And it was just Yeah, because it can be busy at that beach with a lot of surfers. So yes, a sunset surf session when the tide is right, you know, when, when, you know, 737s when the good waves are, it gets really busy. And that's a fun experience too. But to be the only three out there, the last three people out there in the water mm-hmm. and just splashing around, it's like, man, this is, yeah, I can see why people love Costa Rica and why we loved Costa Rica and love Tamarindo because it's, it's pretty close to paradise at times. 
Yeah, so Sunset is... Surf Sessions, my, it's hard to say that quickly. I got it right. I'm going to stop saying it because <laughs> I messed it up. Yeah, 1B. 1B. All right, yeah. here we go. Both of our 1As. Spending time in Costa Rica was the highlight of my year. Okay, so just the whole thing. Just the whole thing. But especially the first month that we were there where everything was new and, you know, we met our friends from Argentina because all those nights where you were doing those sunset surf sessions, I would have been alone on the beach had it not been for Isabel and Rodrigo and their family and Mimi who is, I guess she's nine now because she was eight last year. Um. Heather's she, mini me. Oh, she's so sweet, but she loved hanging with Witten, especially with Hattie and just kind of being like a second little mom or a big sister. And it, it was just so nice to be able to spend time with them, especially because Trav did spend a lot of the time surfing. So if it had just been me, I think that Trav probably would have had less time surfing because I would have been like, hello, well, please spend some time with me because I'm just with the kids. And, and if I was sur- <laughs> and if I was surfing a lot, it would have been, uh, I don't want to say animosity, but it would have been a different vibe. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad you found friends. I'm glad mm, we found friends yes. and I'm glad they were so awesome to hang out with. And likewise, their sons, uh, you know, the sons and the dad also like to surf. So, and, and Issa, who, the mom, was awesome. She was always getting pictures of us surfing. It was great. It's like, we got a built-in babysitter with Mimi. We got a built-in surf photographer with Issa. Yeah. The kids are loving it. Oh, it was just... It was great. And that's one of the reasons why we're going back this year, and, and especially going back to Costa Rica instead of somewhere new, is because we had such an amazing experience, and we want to see this family again, who are dear friends now, and... And that's one reason why, the main reason why we're going back to Costa Rica in less than a week um, to to have all those experiences again and, and make new memories and create new experiences, even though it's somewhere that we've been before. Because as travelers, you know, there's always this need and this drive to find a new place and the new next destination. But sometimes it's okay to just go back to a place that you love and you want to spend more time in. So that's what we've decided to do, at least for the beginning part of 2022, which seems strange saying that since it's only January 3rd. We're only on the third day of the year, but yeah. And I think our list, I got my number one still, but epitomizes that, that feeling or that theme of sometimes it's okay. Like sometimes the normal relax, not as stressful, not crazy exotic. Sometimes those are the best experiences. Um, and I know that if anything, that has that is what two years of having a pandemic has taught me is to take to realize the joy even more in some of the things that from the outside might not look as fun or adventurous and just to appreciate all of that. Um, my number one, something that I truly appreciate because it was years and years and years in the making, and that is our adult summer camp that we finally got to run September 17th through 19th called Camp Indy. Um, if you've been following us for any length of time, you know that we have a website called Location Indie, which helps people become location independent by by leaving their nine to five jobs and creating side hustles that allow them to replace their income and and have their own gig, like how we are able to do it and be location independent. And we had been wanting to have an in-person event and we had talked about doing a conference for a long time. And we're like, well, conference just seems kind of stale and boring. Like we're all, we're teaching people how to like take hold of their life and have these amazing experiences. We should do something different. And so three years ago, we decided to have an a conference, but at an adult summer camp. So yes, you would learn stuff, but then you'd also go wakeboarding and climbing the big crazy um, Geronimo wall and jumping off this and having the ropes course and all that. 
And um, we had that plan and it got waylaid by COVID for a year and a half and we were finally able to have it. And it was exactly how it was meant to be. The weather was perfect. The amount of people there were perfect. If you came, you were perfect. Thank you. I, it was just this time that, again, you know, when you, when you have to be patient for something, it makes it all the better. And so we had three days at a summer camp up in Kent, Connecticut, um, doing everything from 80s dance parties to uh, karaoke to hanging on inflatable rafts to wakeboarding, um, but really it was the people and the experiences um, that they had and, and the connections that were made that made it. And so uh, we want to do it again. We don't know when because we're, it was a struggle to get this one off the ground because of, um, you know, first COVID and then the Delta variant um, coming up right as we were really trying to, to do marketing of it and, and and get people to come. And a lot of people couldn't come because of that. So, and especially our international contingent couldn't. So, um, you know, it was, it was, if it ends up being a one-off hat, which I don't think it will be, but if it does for now, that's fine. We want to do more of it because every single person, there's 70 people there and every single person said, if you were selling tickets right now for next year, I would buy a ticket. And I think that's the greatest thing that, that we could be told as the people who organized it was that every single person would return. So uh, Camp Indy was my number one A experience. Awesome. Um, 2021. So guys, let us know. That wraps up season two, our 2021 mm-hmm. year in review. Not us- such a bad year. No. No. We had not- a lot of a lot of amazing experiences. Yes, to- we did. And then I probably, you know, I, this is one reason why I love the podcast is that we can look back and really be intentional about thinking about our year and come up with these experiences. Because yeah. otherwise you might just be like, eh, it was so-so. Yeah, exactly. It, it causes us to pause and reflect. So let us know, guys, what is your best experience of 2021? Was it something chill, kick back? Was it a relaxing Thanksgiving day? Or was it something like a drive down to No Sorrow, being an adventurer again, or anything in between? Let us know what it was for you. And uh, please let us know what other subjects you'd like us to cover as we go in this and do seasons of this podcast. We're always looking for suggestions. So let us know. Best way to do all of that is on Instagram at Extra Pack of Peanuts. That's by far the best way to contact us. So thank you guys for another amazing season. Thank you for being super supportive and for following us over and through 2021. And here's to making 2022 even better. I saw you and I'll see you again someday.